This is Marketable, a Notice Pictures podcast that explores the ever-changing landscape faced by marketing teams. Welcome back to Marketable. I'm Jeff Barry here with my partner, Ryan Jones. Yo. Ryan, this is a big episode. It might actually be kind of a small episode, I guess, but it's a big topic. Today, we're going to talk about AI. It's been, I feel like, a revolutionary last three weeks to a month with the way that AI has kind of come on the scene. Um, It's something that if I asked my mom about AI and what she thinks about it, she'd probably have no idea what I was talking about, chat GPT and things like that. Um, But I do feel like we're at a moment in time that we're going to look back and say this is where we really started to feel the presence of AI and Uh also the usefulness of it. Now you are, you've been following it. You have been using it, you know, uh, certainly before Sean and I have been. And from your advice, I've, I've dipped my toe in a little bit, but I want to hear what made you so interested in it and and why you were so quick to jump in and say um use it and and see what could come out of it yeah well i mean i'm always just very curious about new technology as are we all um but uh, ever since i was a kid you know the whole reason i got into this game of filmmaking, shooting and editing stuff was because I was into computers and using those tools in the mid 90s when nobody else was or well, not not 10 year olds like myself anyway. And so when something pops up, I want to take a crack at it. And so yeah, you know, six, eight months ago, chat GPT 3 3.5 became a thing that was available for public use. And I was tinkering with it. And but now you're right, just, you know, I think, again, we sort of overlap a little bit into the entertainment industry. um, And because of the writer strike that, uh, you know, part of what's going on with the writer strike is this concern over AI. And so I think that it's it is slipping more into the public consciousness and, you know, any new technology. We saw this with the advent of the Internet and um, the before that automation and factories, you know, assembly lines, this kind of thing. With any advancement, there is an understandable fear. Uh, Am I going to be made obsolete? Am I going to not? have a job, the the skill and the, um, you know, uh, anything that I do that is artisanal is suddenly no longer viable. And so I thought that it would be a good idea for us to kind of initiate a series within the series of our podcast by periodically revisiting this topic. And, um, you know, I, I thought of a catchy title. So once you do that, then you have to make it a series. And so. Yeah, that's it. I mean, we have to make something out of it. But so, yeah, we're, we're calling this series within the series, Be Afraid, you know, AI capitalized. And it's a question mark because we don't know. It remains to be seen whether or not we should be afraid. I, I constantly am alternating between feeling like, well, I work in a creative field. So, you know, 
we shoot and edit video and we do copywriting and that kind of thing, you know, I don't think AI is going to come for us. And then I switch and I'm like, no, it's definitely coming for us. And we've got to figure out a, another skill set that we can do or, you know, capitalize on whatever the technology is and figure out how to make it work for us as, you know, before it replaces us. So that's kind of where I come down. I don't know how you're feeling about it day to day. Well, you know, what's funny is while you were thinking and you were like, you said there, like, I don't, it's not, you know, is, it's, is AI coming for us? And you were saying that in regards to what we do. My thought about right. AI is AI coming for us to kill us. You know what I yeah, mean? I go yeah. to Terminator. And yeah, no, I mean, we all go to Terminator. Right. Um, I just think, I feel like we're going to lose our jobs before we get, well, I don't know. It could go the other way. I guess it could go the other way. No, I think you're right, actually. And I, what I was going to say was my instinct goes to, you know, Terminator. But in in fact, there's going to be so many steps, you know, theoretically before we ever got to that place. And I do think it is going to change people's jobs, change people, change the marketplace for jobs. I think your thoughts there are right in going back and forth because we're seeing just probably i'm sure the tip of the iceberg of how powerful ai can be and what it can even do i took you you said you know go into chat gpt create an account and say you know give me 500 words on x topic and i was doing mm -hmm. some research on on something i can't remember what it was first time i used it but i did say put in give me 500 words on x and i was amazed at what came back mm -hmm. i mean that was yeah that was really eye-opening. I mean, if you have an interest about anything and you haven't gone into chat GPT and tried this, create an account and go in and say, you know, a number, 500 words on whatever topic that you're sort of interested in, uh, it was staggering. And to think about if you're writing a book or an article or something to be able to say not that not not getting into plagiarism or, or certainly for writers you know the writer's strike in the way that that um that's affecting generating things but just to just to say of like harnessing research as you know yes. chat gpt has an abundance of information that's being piped into it and it can be pointed to and do its own searching you know instantaneously on topics that was just an eye-opening experience to see what came back, how well-structured it was, how succinct it was, how in-depth it was. And I, the first one I did, I was like, give me 500 words. And then I said, give me 1,000 words. So what's going to happen? Mm -hmm. you know, not, and I couldn't believe it. It was really, really, uh, uh, it, it really stopped me. It was like, wow, this is something. And so this was around that same time, maybe shortly thereafter, where the the Daily, the New York Times podcast, did a an episode on Chat GPT as it had really sort of hit our public consciousness and it's being integrated it's integrated into Bing. Is that is that the one that's what, Well Well no I think Bing has its own uh, language right. model um, that's akin to Chat ChatGPT because there's ChatGPT, Google Bard, and the Bing one, which I think is called Simone, um, or at least that's the name that she gave 
herself or they gave themselves. I don't know if we are right. gendering. Right, but AI they, yet. The, 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 the times, uh, the, the daily podcast was talking about Bing and how it was going to change yeah. search. And it was going to, you know, it's like, I don't think, I think it was still in beta and it might, may still be at, at this point, but how revolutionary it was going to be and chat GPT, the Google Bard, I don't know if that's out in beta, if you can beta test that and use it or it not. Is, it, yeah. it is, okay. I haven't, I haven't used anything with that, but the Daily did a podcast on like Tuesday and was like, this is amazing. This is changing things. You know, we've gotten an early look at Bing and the way they're integrating it. And then on like Thursday, they were like, they came back and they were like, hey, this was not the scheduled podcast that was supposed to happen. We've mm-hmm. gone further into Bing and gone down this sort of dark rabbit hole of it. And and really, it, very quickly, we started to see some points that get a little weird, you know? And then there was, yeah. and I'm going to blink on his name right now, but he's kind of the godfather of AI. That was the, the headline right. in the article um, who... He's like moved to Canada, and I, I read the article. Mm-hmm. I'm blanking on his name, but he was like, you know, he was like, "Be afraid, be very afraid." <laughs> like oh, this yeah. is this yeah. is no good. Um, I'm the one that really kind of got this ball rolling and and made it actionable. Um, obviously, there had been research and things happening before him, but he was somebody that you know figured out a way to harness it and really push it forward over the twenty some odd years he was working on it, however many years. And mm-hmm. he was really putting out a warning sign. So just very quickly, even as it's sort of hitting, you know, coming through our channels on a daily basis, literally like Tuesday, this is amazing. It's going to change everything. Thursday, it's like, hold on, hold on. This is getting a little bit crazy yeah. here. Well, I think what's what's so crazy about ChatGPT is it is a fantastic, uh, as you said, search tool. Like if you think about it as a search engine, it's out of this world. Because you're not having to sort through results and maybe the results aren't actually relevant yeah. to what you're looking for. It's answering a question and and answering it in a in an organized fashion, like mm. a little mini essay. Yes. And because I, I was writing a pitch deck um, a couple months ago related to like a, a cooking show for, you know, a food brand and i wanted to figure out like based on my own anecdotal experience i consume cooking videos with great regularity and i'm willing to watch a cooking video that might be 10 12 20 minutes long Mm -hmm. whereas outside of that genre the standard you know wisdom is basically that runtimes are always getting shorter. You know, it's right. it's sixty seconds, thirty seconds, fifteen seconds, whatever it is. Yeah. Um, and so I asked Chat GPT, give me some statistics about why or about how you, cooking videos are performing on YouTube. And it pulled up these like five bullet points with like very specific statistics about, you know, the number of minutes viewed and the average length of a cooking video etc it was it was like actually helpful now where people start to get concerned is in the context of like i'm a copywriter is and i i'm a freelance copywriter and i work for these brands are my clients going to then start just plugging in prompts to chat gpt and i'm going to be out of a job well maybe but in my experience as a writer it's definitely not there yet it's it's looking 
it's got the logic aspect of it, but it has no voice. It has no soul. Right. It has no style. It's really just like if you it can do humor a little bit, mm. but even that, you know, it's not great. Um, I've I've plugged things in like that, too. Like, give me a clever, you know, tagline for this. Mm. And it's like, well, that's not it. But it gives me the seed of something that I can run with it. And so that's kind of like the blurry line there is it can't do it on its own. But could somebody in an organization say, you know, plug in a prompt, realize it's not very good, but do the tweaking necessary? Totally. Well, then in regard to, you know, the writer's guilds, Mm-hmm. Are you writing then? Right. If it's right. copy, like like let, let's not say co- the writers go. Let's say copywriters. You know, because mm-hmm. we're dealing with shorter things, shorter little snippets, taglines, things like that. You know, I think I mentioned this before. Like, do we get to a place where you don't have copywriters? You've just got a producer who's plugging mm-hmm. in, you know, multiple times, chat, chat GPT, trying to come up with various options, but it does require some tweaking. All right. Right. Are they back to being a writer? Yeah. I mean, I leave that to brighter minds than myself to figure out how you regulate this. Um, You know, when we think about the Writers Guild, you know, even if you were to put regulations into place where it's like you can't have AI make scripts. And by the way, it's I've tried having ChatGPT, you know, outline scripts or, you know, even write bits. And, you know, at first glance, it's like, oh, wow, it, it did it. But then you look at it and it's like, oh, yeah, it did it. But it's shit. You know, it's not right. good. But, you know, that being said, we're looking at this not necessarily in its infancy, but in its pubescence probably is right. what we're experiencing uh the current AI at. And so, you know, the concern is obviously like, it's going to get better. It's, it's going to learn more and, you know, it, it will adapt or I guess be adapted by the programmers. But, um, you know, I think about, again, going back to the writer's guild, let's say the WGA, um, you know, reaches a deal where it's like no AI creating scripts at all. I think, think back to the blacklist era where writers like Dalton Trumbo were not allowed to write Hollywood movies. Well, what did he do? He wrote movies, you know, including things like, uh, was it Breakfast at Tiffany's that he did? No, no, no. Roman Holiday. Uh, He wrote it, but it was another, you know, a cutout that took the credit for it. It was an actual writer that, you know, he put his name on it and he just gave Trumbo all the money that was involved. What's to stop a studio from saying, yeah, well, you know, Jeff Barry wrote this thing and they reach out to you and they're like, you're going to be the face of this right. thing. You're going to get paid X amount, sign this NDA. You're never going to tell. But AI wrote this script that we're putting your name on. And mm-hmm. hey, if you win an Oscar, you, you win an Oscar. You know, I, I don't know how you regulate that. At all. I don't know how you regulate any of this. I think that the the real, like we, like you said, it's an incredible research tool. It it helps you move forward 
in a faster way, I think, than mm-hmm. just scrolling through Google search pages, right? It's a totally, and they talked about this in the daily podcast, like you interact with the search results and the information that it gives you in a totally different way. Like you said, it's in an essay form. It's more consumable. It's not just a page of links and, and it becomes incredibly useful in that way. If, so, so that's our current place. And so there's a, a part of it that says, okay, how, how long is this, you know, the Writers Guild deal going to be? Seven years, 10 years, whatever it is. Is AI going to be at a place at the end of that time where it does have style, where it does have a, a voice of its own, where it does have a point of view? I don't know. Maybe it does, yeah. but it certainly doesn't right now. But, you know, of course, the, the you know, parts of the writers guild the, you know the board and the people that run that are, are looking down the line as they should be but for us and its usability right now it doesn't have those things so it always going to need a little bit of an assist but i think will get uh-huh. interesting if it ever does you know there there's a movie somebody made a movie that's that's an ai generated script they just said ai is going to make this script and the story of our movie is going to be this is an ai generated this is the first mm. movie made from an ai generated script uh-huh. and as a movie and being that thing, it's successful. Is it uh, consumable in a way that you want to go back to it and you were moved? And no, because like for all the reasons you said, it's not there yet. Right. But does it ever get to that point? And then, and, and that brings us to like, how is AI learning on its own? Yeah. Is it generating its own thoughts and abilities to create yeah well and it's not just to to create now we're getting into philosophical Uh, yeah yeah that's good to create you have to feel you know i mean if we're talking about what we're always talking about which is storytelling you have to be able to feel and empathize with an audience and so it's not just a matter of which this is what these tools are doing now it's predictive language models so what that means you know for those that don't know is chat gpt has been taught quote unquote um by its programmers by just being fed every single piece of literature that you know can be found and every single you know bite of the internet it has been fed up until 2021 there's like a there's a cutoff point from where right. its knowledge ends you know you can't ask who won the 2022 NCAA championship um which is the University of Kansas Jayhawks yeah, by, yeah why do you point that matter, one out? but uh <laughs> uh anyway rock chalk but um it wouldn't know that because that's where it's it's knowledge base cuts off so um that's the way that it's working is it's looking at the information that it's that it has to answer your question but it's also looking at language and understanding how to put you know i've put this word here what's the next word okay now that that word's there here's the next word you see this working in real time in your gmail if you're working you know within the gmail platform itself and it has predictive text where it will offer you entire phrases to finish your sentence. Yeah, hit tab and, and this is. Is, gives you the rest of your sentence here. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's all it is. So it's not thinking, it's not feeling, it's predicting. And so that's why it's not so scary right now from a creator standpoint, because it just can't do it. We're also talking about just language here, right. but there are implications of it, you know, being able, to, it's already creating images based yes. on, yeah, uh, that's you know, really interesting. which I've played with a lot. The platform is called Dali mm-hmm. and, um, you know, super interesting. Can you do a deep fake with it? I don't know. Uh, you know, probably not convincingly, but Photoshop has announced that they're integrating AI tools into their platform. And look, Photoshop is a great example because, you know, when that came out in the whatever it was, mid 80s, early 80s, uh, I've seen segments of like archived from the Today Show or something where, you know, a Photoshop, an Adobe engineer places himself behind President Reagan and, you know, Nancy Reagan. And they're just like, this is, I mean, everybody freaked out about Photoshop. They're like, this is the end of veracity as we know it. We'll never know what's real and what's not. Right. And, you know, the reality is we question it. We question images that we see. And there are ways of verifying what is real and what's not. Is that going to change? I I don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, sticking with like the writer side of it, because um, that's mostly what we're exposed to. Yeah, I tried out a platform that's just called Writer. It's like Writer.com, and it's exactly as you're saying. It it has various engines that you can utilize, and one of them is a blog post builder. Now we at Notice Pictures have had a long dormant hidden part of our website Very long. that's supposed to it's supposed to be blog posts and it's always like well yeah we'll we'll make that live when we have time to like populate it with some blog posts but it's not a high priority for us even though it is good for us from a marketing standpoint to demonstrate mm-hmm. you know expertise some expertise and to sh- share the things that we've learned um, from our work and we just never have the time to do it or never make the time. So I took an afternoon using this writer platform and their blog generation platform says, you know, give me a prompt. And then it generates like any number of kind of paragraph points. And you can see those outlined, uh, you know, just with like single lines, you can reorder them. You can say, no, not this one. Yes, this one give me more of this, whatever. And you do this like two or three times and then it populates, like writes a whole blog post based on the outline that you've approved and all of that. Now, I was able to put together four or five blog posts in an afternoon, but that's because I had to go into it and say, this is boring. This doesn't make like, this needs more voice. This needs to have our experience, you know, whatever. There's still writing involved. Yeah, yeah. The majority of the work is getting it there. But to your earlier point, it does get you to a place where it's like, oh, yeah, okay, yeah, that's good. As opposed to, and this is the, you know, AI um, apologist line is always, well, we're going to help you with the blank page problem. Right. I just was, you took the words out of my mouth. You, yeah. you know, if you, you no longer have to stare at your blank screen 
Like, here's something to get you going. Mm-hmm. You know, because I do think it is an exciting tool. It is an exciting research tool. It is an exciting writing tool to get you start used in in ways that can help you. Um, of course, what scares people is where does it end? Yeah. Yeah, and we just don't know. And that's why this is going to be an ongoing, <laughs> you know, series within our series is as we try these things out. And and that's the thing is, uh, truly, I feel like I've sounded more apocalyptic about it than I actually feel. Mm. I really approach it more from a place of curiosity. And I want to engage with these tools and play with them. Right. And I would think like, you know, my kind of final thoughts on the subject would be, especially at this stage in the development of this technology, we can't simply be afraid or solely be right. afraid. It's okay to be concerned about it, but you know, take that concern and turn it into a little bit of curiosity and engage with the platform. Because if you're just afraid and hiding, then you're definitely going to get rolled over by any new technology. And so, you know, we might end up in a, you know, doomsday hellscape with, you know, robot skeletons stomping on our, you know, rotting skulls. But on the other hand, we might be at the dawn of, you know, a great set of new tools that open things up for us. And it's, it's if we're going to get stomped by, you know, exoskeletons, that's going to happen whether we look at the tools or not. So we might as well engage with them and see what they can do. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, you know, for our purposes right now, uh, just very plainly, be concerned doesn't really work for our our title. It's not as mm-hmm. uh, we, yeah, we have no. the AI in no. there, you know, so be yeah, afraid. It doesn't, it, it just doesn't really work. It doesn't really work no. for us. So, And that's know. branding. That's branding. <laughs> well, certainly get on ChatGPT. Check it out writer there's other platforms it seems like there's we're getting more and more each day where this is being Mm -hmm. integrated but i don't think we can be maybe that's a better way to put it we we need to be informed about it within what we do if you're listening to this probably in what you do you need information whether you can use it or whether you can't we need to be informed about it and the only way to do that is to experiment with it give it a shot yep Yep. And uh, also, I would just say, like, reach out to us. Let us know, you know, marketable at noticepictures.com. You know, what's been your experience? What platforms have you tried? We've been talking about writing uh, in this episode, but maybe you've uh, designed your own AI-based app or uh, engaged with one, and and we'd love to hear your experiences, and and maybe we'll share those in a uh, future installment of Be Afraid. (laughs) that's a good point i'd love to hear some success stories you know this is the kind of thing right now where the way that i feel like the media cycle wants to put it out and clickbaity and you know uh wanting people to have a reaction to it we're seeing a lot of uh i'll say for lack of a better word scare tactics around it you Mm -hmm. know there's a lot of media is leading with a red flag around it and I'd love to hear some yeah. success stories right now because, like you said, it is in its pubescence, but it's it's uh, it's exciting. It's an exciting tool, and uh, we want to hear more about it. So thanks yeah, maybe for listening. It's, yeah. uh, maybe it's more of like a wayite and see. Oh, that's good. Wayite. 
So you gotta wait till our till our next episode of Marketable. There we go. Thanks for listening, everybody. Marketable is produced by Notice Pictures. We make podcasts, documentary, and narrative films and are the trusted marketing collaborators for a number of brands and organizations. Check out our work by visiting noticepictures.com. If you'd like to chat or have a topic you want us to explore, drop us a line at marketable at noticepictures.com. And of course, please subscribe, rate, and review the show.